This is Reese, and you're listening to the Point Music Podcast thingy. Hello, Reese from the Point here, uh, the Point Music Podcast thingy, another one for you. Um, really, really enjoy this one. I love going sort of outside the realm of things and talking to people that I knew nothing about. Um, so this one here, we had a bit of a giggle because we were supposed to do a few I was supposed to do a podcast like about two or three weeks ago and wires got crossed and happened like that. Anyway, we went at work and my special guest for this episode is Jem, amazing DJ producer, um, has a new single out in in Malibu and it's it's one of those rare ones where um, it's an artist that's working with the, the 432 hertz. Um, we go into that a little bit more if you don't understand what I'm talking about there. Anyway, this is a really fun podcast and surprisingly short. Ah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, and people of all kinds, this is Jem. Rolling. Hello, Jem. Finally. Finally. All right. Um, we, we'll catch everyone up. We've had this whole back and forth thing where we're supposed to do things and we didn't do things, and it was just like, ah. And we finally made it. Today. Today, I, I nearly missed it because I was in I was in a Zoom room, and I had it set up. I was waiting for you, and then I was oh, because I was getting a message yeah. saying that you were on another meeting, so I was sitting here <laughs> waiting. waiting <laughs> it was the meeting I was waiting for you. That's what I was doing. <laughs> it's lucky I just went. Oh, I better check my emails in case Fee sent through something. Your publicist and I went. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> Gems in another room. Yep, cool. Anyway, well, we got, we got our <coughs> finally. Um, all right, so I just want to explain who you are and what you do. I don't normally do this. I don't normally do this in the intro, but um, you're a pretty much a kind of a big deal, mate. Oh, that's super nice. I've never heard that before. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> I mean you've got a couple of, like little things up your sleeve. Um, I actually, you're one of the rare ones I actually have notes for. Okay. Normally I don't have notes for stuff. Normally, Ooh, normally I, I just wing things. I even used a goddamn <laughs> highlighter for this stuff, mate. So, I can, what? yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So Australian, but lived in LA. How long did you live in LA for? I've been going back and forth for three years. Okay. Uh, I got my visa officially last October and then <laughs> I've pretty well been here. So, but I've been going back and forth for three years now. All right. So you're a DJ producer. Now, uh, you're the first one because I normally talk to just flat out musos that sit around talking about playing guitars and stuff. Guitar pedals. <laughs> yeah. Well, not always. I mean, we go down all sorts of rabbit holes and that sort of stuff, but... um. <laughs> Um, and one of the things that really sort of got you noticed too was, was that, um, 2070s remix thing, which is, oh, thank you. Yeah, cool, yeah. kind of a cool thing. I dig it. Um, but we're here to talk about your new one because you got, you brought out a single last month, which is what we were supposed to have the meeting for the first time. Now it's like been out for nearly a month. Um, Malibu. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Cool song. I like it. Um, it's not the type of stuff I normally listen to because I've got a, like a, well, I'm pretty eclectic in my taste and I do listen to some EDM, but I don't go to chill wave or anything like that too far because I like things that keep me awake and, um, yeah. Yeah, and this is pretty relaxing. <laughs> well, I listened to it. I listened to the, I watched the video and listened to it last night um, just as I was sort of winding down in bed and it was yeah. the right 
because because I'm just come back from holidays and all this workload. This week has just been like I'm, I want to go back on holidays. I mean, everyone does, but this, this week's just been heavy. Yeah. Take me with you. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> but the most interesting aspect of this is that you recorded this in four three two. I did. So I want to, I want to, I want you to explain this whole because I will completely stuff up the whole four thirty two hertz thing. Like I have a, <laughs> oh, I have a brief understanding sure of it. I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure you wouldn't. I think that, you know, I discovered this frequency, and it's like once you open Pandora's box, mm. you just keep going and going. And so there, there are so many alternate tunings that. I think are just underused and I'm really excited to be using some of those and producing in them 432 known for uh, being aligned with the universe. Hmm. I think it's very tranquil. There is something about it to the ear where, you know, it's not quite a, so it strikes you a little differently. I think the way that it, it hits you uh, a a little bit differently. And that's certainly what I was trying to Mm. achieve. I did a a bunch of reading in that frequency. And I think that just happened. I was here with COVID and felt like the world could use a little extra love right now. And this frequency is known for aligning with that and facilitating your manifestations. I think whether or not you're someone that's into that or not, uh, and I know some people might go, oh, Jan, that's a bit woo-woo. As long as it f- leaves you feeling good, that's all I care about. If people mm. listen to it and go, Man, that, that really relaxed me. I feel a little bit better. I feel I feel calm. I feel collected. Then that's really what I was going for. No, I think I you achieved it with a song, mate. Oh. Thank you. I love, I love hearing that. I love that you're using it to wind down too because mm. that was absolutely the purpose. You know, it's it's a very tranquil song. I had one of my girlfriends say, sends me to sleep. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's what I was going for. <laughs> but definitely, I definitely did want it to be calming and relaxing. So that's that's nice. <laughs> well, normally like when I'm on tour, um, I, all the guys in the band sort of look at me real weird, but... Uh, to stop homesickness or anything like that and for me to wind down, I have my in-ears with me and I listen to Dead Mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to go to sleep. That's yep. wild. I can see why they look at you funny. Well, it, yeah, but a couple of these stuff, it's just, I think it's just when you have it at a, at a low free, at a low volume, it's just that throb, like, and particularly um, 4 by 4 equals 12, which was his second album, I think it was. It's just got that, that womp, womp, womp kind of thing and it's sort of like, it's kind of like a lulling thing, but... Yeah. I wonder too if it's familiar for you, like a time in your life. Yeah, it is. You back. Yeah, it's like a real, like you have that connection to it as well. That's that's exactly what it is as well. It's um, yeah. it's not the best time in my life that, that that album came out, but I do relate that to listening to that late at night and with a glass of wine or something like that and chilling out. Yeah. That's the thing. But back yeah, to the... And, you know, it's so funny that you just said about like that time in your life. Mm-hmm. I was a little hesitant to release music during this time because I didn't want people to listen to it a year later and go, oh, that's that song that when I was in lockdown <laughs> in my house, you know. <laughs> that's that terrible song that reminds me of COVID. So I, I thought about that exactly like what you were saying and mm. I thought, you know what, I'm here, I'm making it now. I think songs sometimes need to get out. If you hold them for too long, you don't like them anymore. I don't know if you have that experience as well. It's a purge. It's, 
it's like quickly get them out before yep. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so that that's definitely played into it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just because a lot of the people I've been interviewing over the podcast said that you're this is podcast number twenty seven. So I've been doing this. Wow, well, you've been busy. Been churning them out, yeah. But like, um, normally they're all releasing stuff during this crazy time, and I mean I've done it. I've gone and released. Uh, was it three singles in one band? The other band was supposed to be releasing an album, still hasn't done mm-hmm. because it was supposed to be we're supposed to be touring it right now. So the album's put on the back burner until we can know exactly what we're doing. But everyone's bringing out stuff because I actually yeah. really love that because it means that everything's continuing and flowing. And then you did the brave thing of releasing something. Don't care. You just you just put it out there. It's clocked up seventy thousand streams on Spotify with not even a month. Thank you. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, exactly what we're saying. You, you kind of throw it out there and you think, oh, did I do the right thing? <laughs> and you never know. No. And, and it, your feelings towards it can change day to day. But I think that, look, it is a weird time. Exactly what you said, not being able to tour. That's such a big part of being a DJ and releasing music and seeing people's reactions to it. And I know you can mm-hmm. really relate to this being in bands. It's like, it's that human reaction that you get is that it's a big test of hang on is this working or or is this a good track and without that it can leave you a little lonely and a little weird yeah i mean i've i've started playing gigs again um (laughs) and with i don't know what it's like in new south wales but in queensland here it's it's so weird um yeah it's it's not really a thing yet here it's you guys are yeah a bit ahead of us well, one of the bands I'm used to play, well, I play in usually plays so like, like in a venue we can sell out the venue, three, four hundred, five hundred people, right? And the first gig back, we were playing to 80 people sitting down and it was the, it was good. vibe, doesn't it? Yeah. Particularly when you're playing reggae and everyone wants to dance. They're doing this to the yeah. butt dance of the seat. I hear the word reggae yeah. and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> but like you being a DJ, you'd be fr- thriving off that feedback from people just wanting like yeah. just to feel the vibe and the bass coming through the speakers and they can't do a damn thing yeah that's that's so true and I, I, you know the, the digital i don't know how you've been going with virtual gigs mm. it's so hard to perform to yourself have you done twitch <laughs> uh, look i i haven't yet and i'm about to embark on some virtual missions yeah it's just beginning because some of the events I was booked for in LA are um, obviously all cancelled in person, but mm-hmm. going ahead in digital forums. All right, so it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you you you'd be counting your lucky stars. You're not there at the moment, man, because the LA would be is way more extreme lockdown than what Victoria is, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, and it's on fire again. There's that. I've been watching some of my friends' Instagram stories, and it looks like the apocalypse. It's oh. orange. Missed. Yeah, uh, and you know, at an already difficult time, I really feel for them. I think LA is a funny place because it's people just—they're all dreamers and mm. they're all—they're not really the conventional people, maybe to like adhere to rules. So I think there's been there's been two LAs <laughs> with people that are abiding by the COVID rules and those that aren't. But I'm very grateful to be in Australia, time with my family. Yeah, just definitely timed it right. Um, I wanted to go back to the 432 thing because like, like, this thing is one of the things that actually got me going, you know what, I want to do a podcast with Jim because I have 
I have friends that have, and, the, and funnily enough, they're all DJ producer types that will actually only do this. I don't because I think it's going to be. I think it's very difficult to get a whole band to tune to that, if that makes sense. I've seen it done, mm. and they weren't impressed. Yeah, <laughs> especially you know it's yeah. So it, ha- it, it, it wasn't a vibe for them. So <laughs> how do you actually work about it? because, like you're saying, it's not quite a. It's like a slight sharpen it. Yeah. So what what I do is uh, on I use Logic Pro yeah. for my. Pre- Basically, once I knew that this song was going to go in that direction, it was uh, already produced some of the, like I had some of the melody lines, I had some keys and um, and then there's this uh, plug-in that we can do like a pitch shift. Mm-hmm. And so it was down, I can't remember the exact, I think it was around 13 fine-tuned senses or it was yep. close to. And then, you know, just popped it down from... Uh, 440 to 432 and you just work out the maths on fine tune sense and just play and then some of the you know when you're doing that with instruments that you've already got in sometimes it doesn't work it's not as easy as like that you know pressing a button it'll just magically yeah. happen so then it was about once I had the main parts in experimenting what sounds worked with that because some of the pads and some of the things that I had selected previously for the song suddenly sounded Whack. really bloody weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's not relaxing at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, getting okay, some devil no. tones happening. <laughs> exactly right. So it's it's trial and error um, and just going through and, yeah, just getting that pitch shift and then, you know, I've got a bunch of different apps on my phone. I was, like, checking that it was hitting the right hertz and it's a, it's a bit of a process. But as I've gone in, it's definitely a bit more well oiled now and i've worked out that you're it's much better to decide on the frequency first and then have all the instruments work around that yeah. laid down in that tuning rather than trying to do it how i did because it can be arduous <laughs> yeah i can imagine it being uh, almost heartbreaking if it's something that you've used dead set on working properly and then you just go oh damn it you no know, you get attached don't yeah. you like you put something in it. and i think sometimes it's just familiarity and i really try and remind myself that this is a producer just because this is what I put in at first doesn't mean it's the best thing, mm. but your ears just get used to it. Yep. And you get familiar. You're like, this is the one. No, it's just, that was just the first one. <laughs> doesn't mean it's the one. I was actually yeah, so surprised. Tune- Sorry. <clears throat> I was actually surprised you, you do work in logic. I would have expected you to be working in something like more like Ableton. Yeah, a lot of people say that. I think it's just because it's what I learnt in. Yeah. Um, I come from a studio background uh, in in music, and that's that's what that studio was using. And I have used other programs, you know, Pro Tools for vocals, mm-hmm. and Ableton. Like any of my beat guys love Ableton, and definitely for live stuff. Yeah. Um, so it can be cool, but yeah, I'm a Logic girl. So I, I just. So when you're DJing live, though, what setup do you do for that? Well, I've got my CDJs, and it, it depends on the gig. Is Like I have a few different variations. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, it can be as simple as USBs straight in. Yeah, and just mixing, know, live mixing. Crowd, yeah. Seeing what works. Um, I have done other sets where, you know, if there's a big lighting show and things are pre programmed you know that you've got okay we've got 25 seconds until this lighting thing happens and so mm-hmm. you're going to want something to mix in perfectly with that i find record box um has been you know really good for those kind of things but 
Uh, with the 2070s, I found myself DJing with uh, live musicians. Oh, cool. So that was that was a full Apogee and uh, Ableton setup. Yeah. We were doing live vocals plus guitar and keys and uh, electronic drums as well. So we had it. <laughs> we had it all happening. Wow. That setup. <laughs> yeah. Um, now this, this Malibu is actually the first taste of what you reckon, well, I've been told here is an EP that's coming out. Yes. I've made a whole record. I'm still can't decide what songs should go on. <laughs> how many tracks? I don't know. Ah, no, you're babies. Know, you don't want to do it. I know, but you think, oh, is that? and then, then you make the mistake of asking other people mm-hmm. and it's just like. Why did I do that? They all have a different favorite and it throws you. And I was like, but I was about to cut that one that you yeah. said is your favorite. <laughs> so it's it's an interesting process. I have seven done. Yep. Um, but they all won't make it. And I'm just just in a vibe at the moment. I've got a few more. I did three last week that I really, really love. I don't know. Is this your, do you do this too where you just like the newest one? Yeah. I mean, I've been producing my own because um, I'm in three bands now. But there's only one band that I actually, yeah, I'm crazy. Don't worry, it's a bass player thing. <laughs> um, the the band that I've created, which has been going for three, four years now, I've been producing the album and mixing it. Um, wow. Yeah, was, you? I use Logic. So um, I had to teach myself how to um, edit and quantize drums, which was the <laughs> not the most drums fun thing. Are the band makes sense. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Give anything else. Yep. And I, I, I'm so hard on drums. I think I grew up in a uh, like a country music world, mm-hmm. and so all very organic, mm. um, real, real drums, and in a studio with a live drum room, and you always had drummers coming in, and you're like miking up these kids with overheads, and you know the whole yep. the whole deal. And we got beautiful drum sounds in that room, and I was completely ruined for the rest of my life because. <laughs> Making drums sound good is just like, so hard. Such, yeah. That's a trick. Yeah. And now, you know, it's hardly ever live drums. No, it's, so it's replacements. Tricky. It's replacements, but it's tricky because you there is an energy that comes from a real drummer mm. and, and a real bassist, to be honest. There's that. And I still, I always prefer to have, even if it's a full electronic track, I always get a bassist in because it's, there is just an energy and a vibe and you can over quantize to a point where it just, it loses that thing, that thing that makes you think it's human and that connects yep. you to it. Yep. You can definitely, oh, so yeah, kill me drums. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I try to keep it. I only did replacement on, on kick and snare, but I haven't actually fully replaced. It's only like a, um, like a secondary and just blend the two together. So there's still a, a little bit of that natural organic sort of sound coming through. It's just that sometimes the kick yeah. isn't just kicking it for me. It's not doing it. Yeah. 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 But the other band that I've just recently joined, we did a life tracked album in two days. Wow. Full album in two days. That was. I understand the pain of that. My my dad's a bluegrass musician, Oof. and uh, we uh, we cut his record last January in Nashville, and we had uh, some beautiful, furious, but beautiful bluegrass musicians all mm. in a semicircle. Recorded them all together, you know, with spill and the whole thing. And yep. it was like <laughs> it, was, 
it was wild and we did that in a couple of days as well and I think it's actually my favorite musical experience ever to do it like that because I don't I don't get to do that I'm myself in a room I never have live drums I you know and if I do have a player come in it's one at a time you know never that collective energy of what you've just done and mm. there is something to that there is magic in that you know well I actually had to learn those songs I had three weeks to learn 10 songs and basically, I charted them out, and I was still reading off charts while we were in the studio. But I was, I was in the same, I was in the same room. I was in the drum room, so um, the bass and drums were merged together, and it sounded great to me. I've, I've been listening to the, the, the work in progress mixes, and I'm just going, yeah, I want to do that next time instead of doing this whole track by track stuff. I love track by track because you can add all these different elements on there. But the live element, we didn't play to click, so there's no snapping the grid. It's just go for it, right? which is wow. it's beautiful because it is organic it's like what all the grunge bands were doing you know like very rarely did they play to click and if you got a good drummer you shouldn't have to anyway yeah totally and i think it depends on styles too like mm. there are some styles where it's it's nicer and it's more authentic yeah exactly like you would a live gig and exactly like what you're saying you're dealing with experienced musicians they're there for a reason they know what they're doing let them do it <laughs> so you know? do you play anything other or like are you an instrumentalist as well or are you just basically purely dj i, I grew up with bass yeah and i have always been in studios but i'm very very comfortable decks and behind the desk i think once you've been around some world-class musicians, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not picking up my instrument in front of you. <laughs> Why not? So sometimes that's all they want oh. you to do, though. Oh, man, they're just too good. So I, I just think I love using specialists who are just mm. amazing at their thing, and it takes a long time to be brilliant at something. And so I just, I just like to surround myself with people that have their thing that they're, you know, truly passionate about and really good. And I'm always just blown away. I'm, I always just sit there and think, man, how did I get to do this? This is really lucky, you know, when you're in sitting next to someone who's just like really great. You're like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> Today well, was a good day. Well, if you had your choice of an actual like your your top rhythm section to work with that you wanted to do, who, who would you pick? you can't do this yes i can it's a dream it's a dream selection you go go wild do choose whoever you want i'm curious oh, it depends for what is the honest truth it depends for what what kind of music Good so point. we we had um i just worked with some of my dream people in the country bluegrass space mm -hmm. you know on my dad's record and and i was completely completely blown away by that one of my favorite uh recordings that we've done in in australia um on the central coast was a rhythm section that rivals you know any it was larry mohobrak on keys and and uh he i guess is best known for being elvis's pianist Oof. So, um, okay you know that's that's quite the resume and so in all the elvis movies it's uh larry's hands whenever you see someone playing keys, cut, they cut larry, edit to it yeah, exactly. oh wow all these like wild stories and you know and mitch farmer was on drums and in australia i just think you know i i we have a lot of mitch farmer's drums uh recorded and it's just a beautiful thing when you've got a drummer mm. like that with Ian lee's on bass and so that 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 was a beautiful day that was a great aussie collection of 
of brilliance, but it, it honestly depends on the music. Um, it's always a different group of people in LA based on who the artist uh, likes and, and is attached to. Uh, I use a guitarist a lot, Martin Estrada, who uh, was here recently, like all, all the Gashi records and uh, Macy Gray and Selena Gomez. So like these guys are just so versatile. Yeah. I think once you find out, like what I love about these musicians is they typically have their thing. They have their sound. Like yep. Martins is this ethereal, not guitar, guitar. <laughs> I actually don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's this really pretty, uh, yeah, ethereal sound. And so if I ever need that, I go to him, you know, where if I want something, you know, really rocking and, you know, I, I go to Hoffa, Raphael, he's, you know, it's just like you've got your people that you go to for your thing. And they usually do it two and three takes basically, right? And they just, they, because they know their craft that well, they just come in, bang, lay it down, yeah, cool, sweet, done. Yeah, I've had some pretty remarkable experiences with people that uh, they come in and they hear the track and they're like, wait, 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 stop, I have a part. And they play something and sometimes I'll ask for guidance, but sometimes they just come in and they just, they just, hear something differently because and mm. this is the this is the beauty of bringing in you know people that this is all they do this particular thing whether it's this pop edge or the, you know whatever it is and they'll hear a part and they just it just adds this color that i could never have anticipated and i think that is the beauty of collaboration and it's what i'm missing so much yeah i know and it's so you can't even do it via this because of the latency and all that kind of crap I tried. I yeah. We've all we've all tried. We've all tried. It's just that the technology is just not there. I haven't been successful at it at all. And it, you know, I was cutting cut vocals the other day. Oh, frozen. Oh, oh yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, you're cutting yeah, vocals. Yeah, cutting vocals in LA via this, and it's just you've got to be there. You've mm -hmm. got to be in the room. Mm -hmm. And. You know, I had it coming through my monitors. I have the sound and it's just, you miss things. And there's an energy thing as well. It's it's so hard. Hmm. Um, <laughs> have you been doing it? Sorry. Sessions? Um, have you been doing it? No, because no, uh, all the recording we've been doing has been face-to-face. -face. It's been fine. Yeah, oh, lucky. Not covid -y. It's all good. I mean, yeah. most, <laughs> most of the recording for, for my the band that I've been producing for, I actually do here. Apart from the drums, because it's yeah. there is no guitarist in the band; it's just bass, vocals, and a drummer and some synth. Yeah. So it's oh, easy, you know, just plug it straight in audio interface, bang, headphones on, and yeah, I get the vibe from that. And I, I, I lie yeah. down, I lie down, dump drum tracks, just dummy drum tracks. Yeah. To work off. To like yep. Yep. You just replace them later. Yep, and then we'll um, I'll strip them out, and then it's to click. So the drummer has to go in there, and he's gone. Damn you! I'm playing a click, and then does his thing, and then I go through and edit it all over. But yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk about the artwork and the video because it's a pretty out there kind of thing. So while we're chatting, I am actually going to bring up if I press the right button. There we go. <laughs> um, the cover artwork first, and then I'm going to show a bit of the film clip without any audio. But yeah. Guy who did both, so mm. I'm very happy to discuss him. He's a beautiful human being. <laughs> Go for it. 
Oh, he's, I've never met him. Uh, he's someone that I have admired from afar on Instagram. Mm. And I saw he was doing these, like, lots of like space, lots of blue and water. And I just thought this guy, I just love his artwork. And um, I just sent him an Instagram message one day and that was years and years and years ago. And we've been doing things together ever since. And then for the Malibu artwork, I had a dream that I was traveling around Malibu in this bed mm. and I had whales jumping over me and I woke up and I DM'd him, you know, I was like, Hussein, he's in, he's in Egypt actually. And uh, I was like, I had this dream, we've got to make it. And he said, Gem, I don't do videos. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we've got to make it. <laughs> so, and he's like, well, I've never done a video. I'm like, you've got this. I believe in you. I'm just going <laughs> to bring up the video while you're talking about that because it's it's wild. I like it. Oh, thank you. And I just love that it's his first one. And he's just, I just, he's just got an eye, you know, he's like just a young guy, super, super talented. And I love when you find your tribe anywhere in the world, you just find people who are connected to your art and just understand it. The one thing that I noticed about this whole film clip, you never see the person's face. So that person is you represented, but you never see your face, yeah. which I actually, yes. yeah, well, you, you get a quick sort of side on kind of thing, which just popped up. But oh, apart from that, indeed. you don't. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was very intentional. Kind of I, figured that. You know, I can't wait to be, do, do more of these things. And I don't want the gem character to be, I want the music to, to be the thing yeah. that people focus on. And I think too, coming from a producer background, I'm definitely more comfortable in the background than at the forefront. So I think this has all been part of it. And I want people to attach their own memories to Malibu and have their own experience about it. Do you want it to be me dancing around in a video? You know, I wanted to I wanted people just to attach to the music itself and have an experience with that. So that's a little bit different to a lot of like um, DJ producers that are out there currently there or a lot of them are all about a certain persona or image. I mean, um, I'm a big fan of Alice in Wonderland, but she's got that whole persona that's going on about her and I think it's part of her brand because of the fact that she's got such a massive social media following as well. But to say you're going against the grain, I actually love that. I love her and that I think there are so many that have done it beautifully and props to them. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm still doing interviews and I'm still, so I'm not hiding. I just, just a different approach. Yeah. I don't want to be on any covers either. Uh, so that's, that's a theme that will continue. <laughs> Cause you want it to be about the music, not, not who you are. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Some people to enjoy, in, enjoy it. Should be. <laughs> we're musicians we're not we're not models you know no i'm not and I, <laughs> no totally and i just i also think too i just wanted a little bit of separation because i want to be able to make all kinds of chill out music mm. and you know it's it's a new genre in a way that it's it's chill wave and it's down tempo electro but it it ticks a lot of the new age boxes as well and yeah. so it's hard when you're trying to put yourself in that you know the itunes ticker box thing and oh uh, yeah and figure out what genre it's like well it's got a little bit of this and a little bit of that <laughs> so i it's 
it's about that too. It's a little bit mysterious in terms of what genre it is as well. So it kind of goes with the whole theme. <laughs> um, back to the visuals. You're saying like when you're doing your live shows and, and you would have some kind of visual sort of connected to it, would you be connecting the stuff that um, this artist has been doing to you when, you when you're out there, when you finally get to play again? When, when, yes, I absolutely. It's something that he's saying that I've talked about. I can't wait. And I think to uh, coming to a show like this that is in alternate tunings and it's all very about the experience and I want it to be a, quite a spiritual process for people. And I think the lights, the visuals, it's mm. just all such a big part of it. Mm. Yes, I can't wait to have his magic all over it. <laughs> Because I could, yeah, it'd be one of those experiences. I mean, I'm not the type that's to um, divulge in illegal substances, but I can imagine it'd be the type of experience that it would be heightened per se with that kind of visual aspect in the background. I imagine so, yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, we're getting close to the end of this because I did promise Fee that we will try and keep it close to 30 minutes and I've gone over, which I tend to do. <laughs> loved every minute of it you're a delight to speak with thank you very much um i did want to bring up though because I, I do because the fact that you basically what did you get was it number two on the itunes electronic charts which is pretty insane um and the top five female producers in the world to watch which is incredible so don't down talk yourself man that's that's cool but i want to know about the Emmy Awards pre-party, if anything weird or some strange shit was happening. I mean, it's always weird. <laughs> like, it's always weird and you just never know what you're stepping into. Mm, <laughs> LA. It's, it's, it's a whole other world. Uh, that was a really stressful gig, actually. I'm, I'm the world's most chilled out human being ever. It takes a lot to, I'm like, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, my heart rate was definitely racing with that one. We had so many technical issues. Yeah, yeah. It, I had, I had, I had at one point. <laughs> it sounds great. And at one point, an engineer splitting cables because we had like no sound. It was like you know, if one thing goes wrong, everything yeah. goes wrong. That was that gig. So it's like a traumatic experience to talk about. But it, it ended well and it <laughs> So you had your sound own sound tech MacGyvering stuff basically to make sure everything was working, right? Incredible. I've never seen anything like it. She was literally <laughs> splicing cables. I'm like, she is definitely gonna electrocute herself. I was just waiting for like but no, it all it all worked out and it was just one of those wild, weird things where you've got, you know, really super well known people coming mm. up to you asking some pretty obscure requests uh the, the one that stood out to me is i had a prominent lady ask me to make the set sound purple and <laughs> i can do a lot of things unless she had synesthesia she might have synesthesia i mean i have a little of that and i still oh, really know if it, it's what you like you hear differently i think yeah, yeah. as well yeah so she came up and so what was what was the sound of purple know if i got it right i was like man if only i if only i had a hubba bubba ad <laughs> i just thought she wanted something a little sensual and and soothing and maybe like, she wanted prince <laughs> i should have done that no i just so yeah that it was a wild weird gig <laughs> wow all right um we'll wrap this up jim because i promise fee i'd behave 
because I went overboard with Jack, like Jack Pierce, <clears throat> who's another client. And yeah, um, but this has been absolute delight having you on, and I'm glad we got it working finally. I'm so glad it finally worked out. <laughs> yes, I will put the link to Malibu, um, the film clip, and as well as the Spotify link um, in the description of the video, as I normally do. Um, I am very keen to hear this EP when it finally comes out. I would definitely send it to you, and I'm going to be stalking your productions from here on Ooh, out. <laughs> I can link you if you want to have a listen. Yeah, please. I'd love to. I'd really love to. Stay on the line quickly. I will do a little debrief with you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and other people of all sorts and kinds, this has been Jem. Really hope you enjoyed that one. I had a blast. Um, big thanks to Jem for, for jumping in and, and um, divulging in some pretty wicked conversation. Really enjoyed it. Do check out Malibu and also keep an eye out. And have a listen to that 2070s um, album as well. It's on Spotify, so I'll chuck the link in below. If you have enjoyed this podcast and have not heard of one before, please go press the subscribe button and uh, you will be notified when more of these come live. Got more coming up in the next couple of weeks. Thank you for supporting local music, live music, Australian music, all types of music. You guys are legends. Cheers.